this Dead on Tools 250 Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $5. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all of the details. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. We are indeed here to talk racing things. It's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, And just like Ann Croft in the chat, she's ready to hear the bets. And we will definitely get to all of our bets. Shout out to the old-fashioned football show. What up, buddies? That's right. What up, Justin? I'm sure that's Justin. Uh, no, it's probably Miranda. We'll give it the better half of the of the two. Uh, if, if we're lucky. If we're lucky. But yeah, so we are here, of course, to break down the Xfinity race. It is the Dead on Tools 250. Only Xfinity and Cup going this weekend. No trucks. So uh, again, not a, not a heavy, heavy weekend of racing, but definitely still an exciting one. As we decide, Cody, who will race to hoist the Ultimate Cup at the end of this season. Oh, we're getting so close. Unfortunately, only two races left for Xfinity as well. But I'm excited to talk about this one. It should be good. Uh, I mean, last year came down near the end. And, uh, you know, we saw somebody that uh, was was headed to the final four get to literally punted out of the way and uh, by his own teammate slash uh, car owner-ish and uh, didn't make it. So. Who knows what we're in for this weekend? Who knows what we're in for? Oh, Cody, Erica Harper is Ann Croft. Oh, oh, but now guess what your name is. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Now now we know where to direct all the Ty Gibbs love to as well. That's right. What's up, Erica? I love it. Hey, Rory's in the house. What's up, fellas? What's up, Rory? Love to see that a little midday action going on. Uh, If you can't tell, we are live as we know to be Miranda (laughs) old fashioned football says. Uh, We are live as we usually are nowadays with the pick show. So uh, if you are not already following us on YouTube or subscribe to YouTube and click the bell, please do that because then you can actually watch this live and in person. 
course, like I said before, we're never going to take away from the fact that we are a podcast first and foremost. So uh, definitely still give you the same quality that we have. But it's a lot more fun if you're talking to us in person, right? So uh, get in there and do that. So Cody, like we said, it's the Xfinity Show. And there was some actual Xfinity news that just broke been, uh, minutes before we got they've on. They've been timing out this news pretty good for us here lately. It's been very timely. Yeah, the number two uh, driver has been announced for RCR, uh, and it's going to be Jesse Love, the uh, the ARCA Series superstar. Um, first of all, his name is Jesse Hammer Love Jr., which is, I mean, Jesse Hammer Love. What a, what a name. And he's a junior. It's great. Um, this guy, so this is a, a bit of a surprising move, right? I, I maybe didn't necessarily see this coming, but, uh, he's obviously been with Toyota. He's been a Toyota to racing development driver. Um, then you kind of thought maybe he would end up in a Tricon truck, maybe even a JGR Toyota and Xfinity. It, to me, the natural progression would have been you move Corey Heim into the 20 and Xfinity. You put Jesse Love into the 11. How I thought things were going to go, not how things went. Obviously, Corey Heim is returning. Jesse loves leaving. He's going to Chevy, going to RCR, taking this opportunity. Um, so I was kind of I was looking back through what he's done, um, and he, he came up in the dirt world. Pretty pretty solid uh, USAC dirt midget champion. Um, all of that. He has won the Arca Menard Series. So he won the Arca Menard Series championship this season. In 2020 and 2021, he won the Arca Menard Series West Championship. He's only 18, by the way. <laughs> he's, he'll be 19 <laughs> in January. So he's accomplished a lot in a pretty short career here. Go to the Arca Series. He's run 48 races uh, in his career. He has got 12, 12 wins in 48 races. That's pretty impressive. 41 top 10s. Uh, you go to Arco Menards East, he's run 10 races there with the win. Arco Menards West, uh, he's run 23 races with five wins. So, yeah, pretty, uh, man, he's, he's got pretty good results where he's where he's been. Uh, Ann Croft says, feeling like Jesse's pushing up too soon, though. So, it is a little surprising. I, I Again, I didn't necessarily see him going straight to here, but it's also been the... The trajectory hasn't necessarily, it's changed lately. It's not been the old school. You go to ARCA, then you go to trucks, then you go to Xfinity, then you go to the Cup Series. We've been seeing guys go from the Truck Series to the Cup Series. We've been seeing guys, uh, some some guy named Ty Gibbs went from ARCA to, to Xfinity. That didn't work out too bad for him, right? That's kind of how I view Jesse almost is a Ty Gibbs similar. Now, he's not jumping to Xfinity in jgr equipment so you know if he was going to the 20 car next year or, or one of those jgr cars i would say we really got to watch out rcr cars obviously aren't quite as good but they've been solid we've seen what austin hill's done and, and sheldon creed hasn't been able to get a win but he's performed really well right so i think we're going to see a solid rookie season from jesse love i think he's somebody we're going to talk about pretty often next season um, I don't, you know, it's not going to be Ty Gibbs level of, of just dominating in his first race and, and tearing things up. I don't think, but I think he's a great young driver. I think this is a good opportunity for him. Uh, it's a solid car that he's going into again, stay in the Toyota. Maybe it would have been a little better for trucks and Xfinity, but, uh, take the opportunity you got for him. doesn't have to come up with the sponsorship money. It's going to be sponsored by Wayland as it has been. Uh, one of the few programs that sponsors itself or, you know, has sponsorships, 
where the drivers don't have to bring it. So uh, I think it's a good move for him. And I think we'll, we'll be talking about him a lot next year. Well, and, and again, uh, to Ann's point, as far as the, the pushing through too soon, I mean, we're, we were talking about guys racing the season that, that needed to go back and still take their high school finals for, you know, their sophomore year, their junior year, and they had to go back to prom. I mean, we're, we're seeing a different crop of young drivers lately. And it just, like you said, the trajectory is not the way it used to be. It wasn't, you got to cut your teeth in carts for this many years before you can, the, the, the template is broken. And now these guys are starting to come through at earlier ages, obviously. And they're, they're just actually going from one series to the next without necessarily even having to go to the truck series. Or if they go, like you said, to the trucks, they go to the cup. It's just, it now I think NASCAR is tailoring itself to a we are going where the, we're taking the talent where we can get it and putting it where it needs to be rather than a tried and true you have to pay your dues in order to to move up to the next level so um, and we've seen it for a few years now and I, I think it's that's where it's going to continue to go and there's not necessarily a rhyme or a reason to it it's just that's the way it is yeah exactly and yeah and. He he did fill in in two, or he was he raced in two truck series races this year. Uh, filled in for Corey Heim when Heim was at Gateway. Uh, his first truck series start, he finished ninth in that one. Then he also ran at Kansas in the fall here, finished thirteenth place uh, in those Tricon trucks. So you know, nice solid runs from him in both of those starts. I watched the uh, Xfinity series or uh, the ARCA race when I was in Kansas in the spring. He obliterated the field in that race. Um, and yeah, I think he's ready to move up. And again, trucks kind of used to be the natural progression, but now I think you, you go into either one. He's getting a good ride. Uh, Rory says he loves seeing Chevy get some of these younger guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, some more, more talent in the pipeline. Chevy's obviously got a majority of the cup series teams. They're going to have plenty of rides in the future. Grab these guys while you can, and, uh, maybe don't Chandler Smith and take them from Toyota and give them back. But you know, shit happens. Yeah. And, and really, honestly, too, with these younger drivers, it's it's just the way and the, the learning curve is, is huge, obviously, at the top. But I feel like it's starting to level out in some of these other series where, you know, you're watching some of these guys get around and, and it's not necessarily that big of a difference to jump into, you know, whatever to whatever. Driving is driving to these guys because they spend so much time in the simulators that they can easily kind of maneuver between series without too much thought. So, yeah, good exactly. move for him. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing him next season. I'm sure that number two car will not be uh, far from our, our betting cards now that we have another person to bet on in, in yeah. love. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, we'll see what his odds look like early in the season, but might be a steal early on in the season for, for a couple of, of top five finishes or something like that. All right. Well, let's talk about the race upcoming this weekend. But first, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy got Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football teams. And as we know, drive along with your favorite drivers all season long. Underdog has also just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers. You're going to enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. For a limited time, Underdog's extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue, too, on Underdog. Ten lucky players are going to wake up $10,000 richer every week. you got to love it. Watch along. Make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, 
underdogfantasy.com. Make sure you're with us on Friday. We're going to give you plenty of underdog picks to get you through Sunday's slate and maybe even Saturday if we can get you some Xfinity and maybe even F1 too. We'll toss all that stuff in there. Who cares? When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $500. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. The NBA's back, and to celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA Underdog using our promo code SGPN. One random winner is going to get an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. It's the Dead on Tools 250 from the Martinsville Speedway in Ridgeway, Virginia, 250 laps around this 0.526 mile paved track for 131.5 miles in this race. Cody, it's a short track, a lot of short temper tempers, but I will tell you that uh, we've seen this race in particular sometimes not be quite as intense as some of its brothers and sisters in the short track world. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely can go either way. Uh, we've only got one guy locked into the championship race for the Xfinity series. So a little bit different than the cup series, Sam Mayer, he punched his ticket by winning last weekend. He is good to go. Ready to rock. John Arnimacek sitting pretty solid. 44 points to the good, but anything can happen, right? Got to be careful. Don't, don't get out of the race early, get some stage points and lock that thing up. Um, I think as long as he gets 56 points to the good, he locks in, I believe is what I saw Apocris say. Outside of that, the cut line is very close. You've basically, well, you've got three drivers going for two spots as far as points are concerned. It's Cole Custer at three to the good, Austin Hill at three to the good, Justin Allgaier at three to the bad. Those three guys are looking at those last two spots. Most likely outcome is two of those three guys end up getting those last two spots. Sammy Smith is 49 points out. Chandler Smith, 54 points out. Sheldon Creed, 65 points out. All three of those guys must win situations. They have got to win this race to advance. Now, capable guys of winning, right? So they could win. That would really upset the apple cart. Kind of maybe only leave one of those spots for those three big hitters. I mean, Custer, Hill, and Allgaier, those are three big hitter guys and and guys you kind of expected to see, obviously. Sam Mayer threw his name in the hat. He's going to be in the championship race, so one of those guys for sure will be out. Could be two if one of these other guys wins, but much like the Cup Series, winning you're in, and uh, otherwise it's going to be the points battle on this line is going to be intense all weekend long. Yeah, and they're going to be showing it obnoxiously so in the pylon, so make sure you get ready for uh, not knowing where everybody else is in the field other than the top 10 and all the playoff drivers. So uh, for those of you watching down the, the scoring ticker, like we always tell you, you either have your app open it's or NASCAR app. Yep, that's yeah. what it's for. Because <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to spend see. just about as much time on there as I do watching the TV broadcast. Because uh, hey, got to see where everybody is at down the card, right? I'm telling you, that's why we give you all of these up and down the card ones. We want you to pay attention to the entire ticker. So, um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I I want to start by saying uh, as much as we praise the books again, heading into the first. What can you pick up the Xfinity? Please, you gave us a bunch, and then you took them all away, and now you gave us a, a bunch, and you take all. I just give us more, like yeah, that's all I beg of you. Every week, I feel like this is a conversation we have every single week. So if you've heard this before, skip fifteen seconds, and you won't you you won't hear it again. 
Yeah. Uh, as we get to the end of the season, I'm hoping as things continue to ramp up in the Cup Series, all right, we're starting to see all these different props. We're starting to see the expansion of that. Hopefully that continues with the Xfinity thing. Uh, there's just not a ton of people out there covering the Xfinity Series betting, and maybe that kind of changes as we go forward. Obviously, we do it every week. Um, you know, Mike Bachman's doing it over on, on Derek's betting preview show every week on their podcast feed as well. Outside of that, I don't really know anybody that's got a bunch of Xfinity stuff every week, so or at least dedicated shows to it. So hopefully that kind of continues to go as we go into the next season. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can get some better options because it was what we found, I think, is really good. Uh, definitely was a little tougher looking for things. So you kind of had to dig a little deeper and, and some really good numbers. Um, again, I think we're going to target the top fives at big numbers like we did last week. It paid off really well. Um, and again, really good numbers there. Found some other good stuff too, but definitely had to, to bring the comb out and, and dig a little deeper on this one. It's a cat and mouse game. It's just a cat and mouse game between us and the books. Like we, we get an edge and then they take it away. We get an edge, we take it away. So we got to find another one. So that's fine. We'll be on the forefront of finding edges for you guys as we are every, every well, we single do. week. It's what we do. Uh, speaking of what we do, it's time to get to some bets to, uh, to give you to fill out your card for this race. But before we do, let's tell you about Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets. Sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea and a Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates to learn for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Well, Cody, all that's left to do now is to start filling out our betting card. Where are we starting on this beautiful Martinsville race? Yes, I'm going to jump over into the colleague camp. I'm going to start with Lane Riggs. He is going to be back in the number 11 car this week. I'm going to take him for a top five at five to one, plus 500 over there on Caesars. Uh, Lane Riggs, if you don't know who he is, son of Scott Riggs, used to drive the 10 car, some other cars back in the Cup Series back in the day. Um, he's been in racing since he was a little kid, worked his way up, does a lot of late model stuff, cars tour guy. Uh, we've talked about that kind of like the, sh the short flat track type of thing. This is these guys wheelhouse, the guys who do the modifieds, the guys who do the short track, late model stuff. Um, they, they tend to do well here. Josh Berry hasn't done well lately, but his very first start he made here, he won coming off of being a, a short track, late model type of guy. So, uh, really like Lane Riggs. He's got two starts in Xfinity series, 19th place at Texas in his first start, 10th at Las Vegas. Um, so, you know, if he improves another nine spots, he might win this race like he has uh, his trend is going so far. Right. Um, but in the truck series, he finished third place at IRP earlier on this season in a solid start there um, and had a seventh place finish there last year in his first career start. Short track type of guy. These college cars, they can be finicky, right? You got to make sure thing is working in the car, which is sometimes an issue. But I think that Lane Riggs can get in the top five, five to one. And then, Rod, I have another top five here. Uh, oof, my stomach is a little bit upset trying to gather myself here. Uh, let but me, let I me am, prepare. Let me uh, prepare. 
Hold on. Is it, is it this guy? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I am here for you, the listener. And if, if a bet is to be made, if a bet is, is a good bet, I have to place that bet despite my personal feelings. So uh, if you have that button ready, Rod, I am going to take to finish in the top five at plus 400 over on Caesars. If you don't know who that is, if it's your first time, it's a number 10 car of Daniel Hemrick. That's the only time I'm going to say his name. Just to be clear, this is his opportunity. I'm extending an olive branch, allowing him the opportunity to say his name once again as he moves into the Cup Series next year. If he doesn't cash this bet, he will probably forever remain dead to me. But he's been pretty good lately, right? You brought him up on the show a few times. Didn't quite cash your top five bet last week, but he finished sixth place at Homestead, Miami. He was ninth place at Las Vegas, seventh at the Roval. He finished second at Bristol not very long ago. Short flat tracks. You go back to New Hampshire, fourth place there, seventh place here in the spring. Um, last year in this race, he was in eighth place. So inside the top five, right near the top five on some comparable tracks. I think he could get it done. He's kind of running a little bit of a hot streak. Been getting some really good solid finishes here lately. Just talked about his teammate Lane Riggs. I think maybe these college cars show up this week. Um, and again, a lot like last week, there's some guys near the top that just aren't as good here as as they are a lot of other places. It, it's the same guys, really. It's the Josh Berries. It's the Justin Allgaiers. And we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about these in a bit. But their results at Martinsville just haven't been as good as they have everywhere else. And much like last week, I think that's going to open up some of these top five spots and uh, I think that both these guys are really good values. Lane Riggs, 5-1, to one, number 10, as I put him in the document, stupid number 10, top 5 at 4-1, to one, both over on uh, Caesars. I would like you to go back to last week's uh, Xfinity betting picks episode. I want you to queue up where Cody went off on a rant on Daniel Hembrick and then just play it back for him. I want you to clip that out and at him, at Husker underscore Zeeb, uh, all <laughs> of the, the hate for him. But listen... I can't, I can't argue with you on that. In fact, I'll, I'll add on to that here in a little bit as well. But um, you know, and as, hey, if if nothing else convinces you more, the the best argument I can make is I hate talking about the guy. I don't even want to say his name, and yet I'm betting on him. That goes to show you that the numbers are there, the research points to it, and it's it's a good value. It's a it's a good number. So I gotta forces me to give it out. As much as I hate it, I hope we make some money on it. You got to go where the numbers tell you. Hill 1989 VA, lots of checker flags on that one. Welcome into the chat, right, my friend. Yes. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some checker flags hopefully fall. We're taking some checkered flags this weekend. I like it. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice too. All right, all right. Well, I'll start with my top five. I got a couple of top fives as well. Uh, this is the way to attack it lately, right? This is we talked about having to attack the books because they shift on us. Well, we're shifting on them. So we'll attack the top five markets again. Riley Herps. Top five at two to one over on Bet365. Uh, it's, I think this is a great value for him. Uh, obviously, they're kind of probably going off of what happened here in the fall, or in the spring, rather. Uh, he started ninth, crashed out, and finished 30th in that. But before that, he did finish third here. Oh, this was one of these horrible, mm -hmm. we were cashing his top five big number bets all goddamn day until he got caught up in a wreck. Thanks that, for reminding me of that, Rob. I hate it. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to play back the tape for you. Um, but yeah, again, this is one of those ones where Riley Herbs, we, we kind of auto-bet him as a top five car almost every single week for a while. Um, and and he, he cashed. This is last season mainly. This season, not so much, but last season for sure. 
Um, but last season here in the fall, he did finish third. In the spring, he actually finished sixth. Um, he does have another sixth place finish on top of that to it. But more than that, he's on a three-race streak of top five finishes. Uh, fourth place at Charlotte on the Roval. He won at Vegas, second at Homestead. Riley Herbst is putting together uh, a nice little run here to head into uh, the, the last couple of races of the season. And kind of look at what he's done at short tracks before, right, in the Xfinity Series. You look back at Bristol. He's got an eighth-place finish in uh, in the fall of 2023, a uh, fifth-place finish in the, the or t- September of 2022, a third-place finish in 2021. So two top fives and an eighth-place finish in the last three races at Bristol. Uh, at Richmond, he kind of suffered in the spring, had a, a 23rd-place finish after a fourth-place start. But two top five finishes in 22 and 21 in this 98 car. So he knows how to get around these short tracks. He knows how to be competitive. And you put that together with what he's been able to do on the track in three different track configurations, basically. Uh, He's been able to remain consistent uh, this season. So uh, Riley Herbst, two to one for a top five. Not, Not a bad idea to throw a little money on that. Yeah, where's he been the last few weeks? He hasn't gotten much done, has he? Negative. He has <laughs> finished in the uh, you know. second place last week, won the week before. So he's he's on a pretty hot streak too. So yeah, I really like that. I I was glad to see that you got Herbst in here because I, I didn't find any ways to get in on him, but I, I think that this is a good way. And and the way things are going lately, you kind of got to have some Herbst uh, on the card for sure. So next up for me, Rod. I am going to go to the Chevrolet camp. I'm going to take a couple of sprinkles at the top Chevrolet. Uh, so Brandon Jones, yes, another week of Xfinity. Yes, another week of me finding ways to bet on Brandon Jones. Uh, I'm going to take him at plus 750. I'm going to take Austin Hill plus 950 to be the top finishing Chevrolet in this race. Rod, much like Kyle Larson in the Cup Series, what what is the disrespect for Austin Hill this week? I don't know but I love it. So going to take it. What's up, Rye Cape? He's in the chat. Says, what's good, fellas? How's it going, buddy? Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. As always. Um, so yeah, Top Chevrolet. Brandon Jones plus 750. Austin Hill plus 950. Like I just mentioned a few minutes ago in the top five conversation, you go back and you look. Justin Allgaier, he's been solid at this track. Six starts. He's got five top 10 finishes, but he's never finished better than fifth. So even though he's been okay, He's not been the normal Justin Allgaier we see week to week. So he's plus 165 as the favorite, as you would guess. Josh Berry is next up on the list. Josh Berry, like I mentioned before, also, you know, he he won his first start here at Martinsville. But since then, it's been rough. 28th, the 19th, the 20th. He did finish fourth here in the spring, so you got to give him that. But have you been able to rely on Josh Berry lately, Rod? Absolutely fucking not. Sam Mayer is next up. Um... He's been on a hot streak lately, so you definitely have to watch out for him. But then it's Brandon Jones and Austin Hill as the next two guys on there. I know I made a case for a couple of Chevy guys a few minutes ago to finish in the top five. But again, you're kind of sprinkling some different ways out here to bet on guys. I think that these are positive ways to do it. Brandon Jones has been really, really good here. He was going to win this race last season. He was leading late. Ty Gibbs just punted him out of the literally out of the championship race. So he would battle three JGR cars or J. RM cars instead of having one of his other cars in there for whatever reason. But his finishes here, fifth place in the spring when they were here. Um, 23rd last fall was his worst finish. Obviously got spun out, led 98 laps in that race. He won here in April of 2022. And his other three starts, he's been sixth, fifth, and ninth. So 
He's got six starts here, five top 10 finishes, should have won the other race. He's been very solid. Um, and lately, three top 10s in the last five races as well. Rough start to the season for Brandon Jones, right? But they've kind of figured some things out lately. Really like him. Austin Hill, this hasn't been his best track. 16th here in the spring. He was ninth in this race last year. But he was fourth in the spring or in the in his first start here. Yeah, in the spring of last season. It's Austin Hill. Like, if you can count on anyone to be there at the end. And we've talked about his top five the last couple of weeks. It hasn't quite hit. You call that falling off a little bit. But seven of the last eight races, he's been in the top ten. He's got 16 top five finishes this season. He's won four races. Austin Hill is a guy you can't count out at plus 950. Not to win the race, not to finish top three or top five, just to be the top finishing Chevrolet. I could be a little farther back. Likely you'll have to be in the top five to get it. But just to beat these other Chevrolets, um, I think that, that Austin Hill at plus 950 is a good value. And Brandon Jones plus 750. I uh, Well, I mean, talk me into a, a JG, a, J, a junior motorsports call. Go ahead. Just just try to tell me out. John Little in the chat. What's up, RVG and Cody oh, Z? He's trying out the names. Didn't he call us, uh, wasn't it Roddy V and Cody Z? Roddy last V week, and I Cody think? Z. No. Yep, that was he's, it. He's, oh, and he's got another CZ and RVG. That guy's well, the king of it. trying out all the names. Love it. Nick Fortune, <laughs> I got a third RTV for the basement. Uh, well, I'm sure a third TV for the basement. Hopefully you can watch NASCAR this weekend. Buddy, that should be on the main screen. What are you talking about? Hey, uh, yeah, first of all, it should be on the, the main screen. Also, uh, having a problem with my ESPN fantasy app, Nick, if you could go see who won our matchup last week, Ouch. Uh, let, let the chat know. I'd appreciate that. Ouch. Love it. Uh, oh, the shade thrown in this one as well. Uh, I mean, his fantasy team looked a lot like the Iowa offense. If that uh, tells you anything, uh, I don't know. I, I don't watch Iowa. I don't watch That's college football scoring. anymore. Low scoring is what that means, Ross. Uh, all right. I'm going to go to a another colleague driver. I didn't realize we were going to be all in on colleague this week, but might as well be right. It's a scary proposition. <laughs> it's a scary proposition, but I think uh, the 16 car has something for the field. Chandler Smith as a top five is four to one over on bet 365. This is another one of those guys where we talked about bringing him in young, right? I mean, Chandler Smith uh, couldn't race, I think, beginning of the season or something like that because he was too young or even last year. I don't know. There was just so much going on. He's not a very... Uh, experienced driver in the Xfinity Series, but damn, has he been successful. Uh, on this track in particular, his first race in the spring turned a 10th place finish. I mean, to finish top 10 in Martinsville in your first time out in an Xfinity Series car, not a bad uh, not a bad outing. In 31 starts this season, he's got 12 top 10s, eight top fives. He's got three top fives in his last five races. Bristol was one of them. Texas was another one of them. Las Vegas was another one of them. The only two that weren't were the Charlotte Roval and last week at Homestead when obviously his engine gave out. Kind of wasn't his fault at all for that one. Um, so for Chandler Smith, he's had a very, very short career so far, but a very, very successful one when it comes to um, being good when it counts. What has he done on short tracks so far? Well, I talked about it earlier. He had a fifth place at Bristol in his only career start. Tenth place at Martinsville. And oh, by the way, he won at Richmond uh, in his very first start at Richmond. So Chandler Smith, pretty good short track driver already. And at four to one for a top five. Now, granted, again, I know that this 16 car tends to find itself in some situations in which it, the finishes don't necessarily match the, the talent or even where he was running. And yes, he's an 
a collar car, which also gives you a little bit of heartburn as well most of the time. But if we're putting Lane Riggs and if we're putting number 10 into the top five, I think Chandler Smith at four to one is, is being almost as disrespected as Austin Hill, if we're being completely honest, because again, Chandler Smith has proven he can finish in the top five on these short tracks and very consistently and without having a whole lot of experience on the track. Yeah, I think something to be said about that. They've got Chandler Smith and Lane Riggs in a head-to-head matchup, which is wow. interesting. I think it speaks to to both. A little bit of disrespect on the Chandler Smith part. Also speaks to the respect for how good Lane Riggs could be here. But uh, yeah, again, not intentional, but apparently we're all in on the colleague cars, so we're we're rooting for a good colleague weekend. Which which I don't know how many people have actually said that in their life, other than the colleague uh, employees. But uh, Chris we'll Rice it. and Matt Colleague, exactly, and it. AJ Almendinger, and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, all right, Cody, where uh, are we next? Next up for me, I'm going to take Cole Custer over Justin Allgaier. It's minus one ten over on Superbook. Uh, so Xfinity Series didn't race here when Cole Custer was in the Xfinity Series as a regular. It's just been the last couple of seasons. So he's got one start here in the spring, finished in third place. Nice, solid run for him. Um, and really, Justin Allgaier, like I said earlier, he's been good here. It's been, you know, five of six. He's been in the top ten, but he's not finished better than fifth. So I feel like his ceiling is a little bit capped. I I wanted to take Cole Custer to win this race again this weekend. I made a different decision near the top just because of where the odds are at and everything. But I think that Custer is going to be good again this weekend. Best car last week. Should have won. Should have cashed those bets for us. Uh, he's minus 125 to finish in the top three. I think that's attractive. Also didn't make my card just because I, I don't, I didn't like it as much. But uh, just to finish over Justin Allgaier, you kind of look back at, at how things have been for him lately. Custer just consistently is in the top three. He's in the top five. And, and for Allgaier, it's not been as good. The last seven races for Justin Allgaier, um, you know, sixth place at Las Vegas. He was 15th at last week at Miami. Um, oh, wait a minute. Where, where, where am I going here? I don't even know where my statistics are going. I don't know why I said last seven. But um, so he's finished ne- never better than fifth place in his six starts. Um, you go back the last couple of weeks, 15th at Miami, 37th at the Roval. Did have a sixth place at Las Vegas. But again, some inconsistencies there. We've been seeing that a lot from that seven car lately. I know he won back at Bristol but it's been up and down for Custer. He was 13th last week, but that was after blowing a tire while leading. He had the dominant car seven of his eight races before that. He was in the top seven, two of the last three races. He's been in the top three should have been three for three. Obviously, if it hadn't been for that tire issue after getting into the wall there at Homestead. So Custer has been good. He's been consistent. And with all he's had his flashes, right? He's been good, but been a disappointing season. The results haven't always been there. I feel like Custer is a is an almost sure top three car. I think Allgaier, fifth to tenth, somewhere in that range. I don't think he's going to be competing for the win like Custer will be. So give me Cole Custer over Justin Allgaier, minus 110 over on Superbook. Hurts to say it, but I, I think I agree with you on this one as well. It's just for Justin Allgaier, he expected much bigger things out of this season than what he's ended up getting out of it. And, and look, for one of the guys that kind of stayed out of that JRM melee in the beginning of the season between Barry and Mayer and Jones, like, we all thought it would be better days for Justin Allgaier. Unfortunately, it's just lately hasn't necessarily, and and maybe it's because the rest of the field is catching up with these guys, um, or maybe it's just because he has his head elsewhere. I don't know. 
You know, yeah, it's, and, and even like there's been so many races this year where he's had really good cars and he's been leading, and then it's always the pit penalty or this happens or that happens. And and I know something happened to Custer last week and that can happen, but for Custer, it's been not necessarily been the best car every week, but he's consistently been one of the top three, one of the top five. I think you get that again from him this week. I agree. Uh, all right, my next bet. So it's funny because I, as I was putting stuff in the document, um, I saw Cody's uh, little nod to the stupid number 10. So I followed his lead and I put stupid number 10 because I had this bet already coming in. Uh, so I, I, as I was filling it out, I put stupid number 10, uh, stupid 10 rather, over Sheldon Creed minus 105. You can find this one on Caesars. It's on other books, but Caesars is giving you the best line at minus 105 for this one. So um, Cody already talked about the stupid 10 car. I mean, if, if the stupid 10 car ends up in the top five, I believe that he will be better than Sheldon Creed. And, I mean, look, when the news comes out today that you are no longer with the ride, and I'm not sure he maybe knew that already, but... Well, yeah, they announced yeah. Was it last week or so he was going to be gone, but... Yeah. So now, I mean, and you know with Sheldon Creed, if you watch any of his interviews, that dude is straight up emotion. Like, there's nothing that hides... He doesn't hide anything. Like, he, he wears... In fact, last week's... Uh, um, interview was almost made me cry like I almost had to grab the tissue for for Sheldon Creed this season uh five top five finishes and 31 starts for him it's it's the last three races 10th at the Roval which is not bad but it's not what you expect out of the Sheldon Creed 15th at Las Vegas 26th at Homestead did have a third at Kansas and an eighth at uh at Texas right a second at Daytona like he's had some great races but he's also had some not great races altogether especially on this track. Go back to earlier this season. He started third, wound up 27th to finish the race. Uh, in, in the fall of 2022 was his only great outing as an Xfinity driver on this track where he started second, finished second. Other than that, the first start he made in the, in the spring of 2022, he started fifth, wound up 30th. So Martinsville has not been kind to one Sheldon Creed, whereas, you know, on the other hand, we talked about it, stupid number 10, in the 18 car, pair of three uh, third place finishes in that 18 car, and then since taking over the 11 car, it was the 13th, 8th, and 7th that Cody had talked about earlier. Perennial top 10 runner in this, just outside of the top 10 in this as well. He's on a much better trajectory as far as his season is going than Sheldon Creed, especially knowing that Sheldon Creed now literally has nothing left in that RCR car to uh, to race for. It's basically just. This last two, and he's looking for a new ride. So, uh, you know, I know I know you say you audition for a new ride, but not in two races you don't. So I would think that the, the foot's not going to be quite as heavy. Sheldon probably won't put himself into too many predicaments in which he needs to navigate more than just sort of coasting along, whereas you know that Hamrick is going to be fighting uh, tooth and nail because that's just the way that 11 car always is or the 10 car always is. So give me a stupid 10 over. Uh, and, and I say that lovingly, Daniel, I, I, you're probably a great person uh, <laughs> over Sheldon Creed at minus one Oh five. Yeah. I unfortunately have to agree with that and uh, take all those bad things that Rod said about Sheldon Creed, apply them to my next bet. Cause I'm going to take Lane Riggs over Sheldon Creed minus minus one ten for basically all of the same reasons. Uh, again, just Creed's kind of out of it right now. Things have been a little rough. You look back at his last couple of races, 26 last week, 15 Vegas, 10th at the Roval. Uh, he finished 27th here in the spring. Now, he did finish second here in this race last fall, but 30th in the spring race before that. 
So two of the three races, he's been 27th and 30th. Uh, and that just speaks to the inconsistency of Sheldon Creed. You can't trust him. For Riggs, I think he's got the upside of a top five. I think he's going to be a top 10 car all day. And for Sheldon Creed, even if he's good, how many times have we seen it? Things go wrong. He's a, he's a very streaky driver, right? You go back not too many races ago, he had a couple of second places in a row, a couple of top fives, but he rides those that roller coaster of ups and downs. Right now we're on that down roller coaster that I think ends at the bottom of the season, uh, and I'm going to continue to ride that. So give me Lane Riggs over Sheldon Creed, minus 110 over on Superbook. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we identify a particular driver that we know is not going to, or we think very well, is not going to have a great day and tend to find some good matchups against him. Other times, yeah. there's How, always like the same three people. How's that last Oh, week. we faded the hell out of him. Whew. We got all of that. All of them. All of that fade Majeski. Mostly, yeah. except for that windshield thing. But yeah, what 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 can you do at that point? But. <laughs> One cheater beat another cheater, and you know whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, and by the way, time of, I don't know if you saw time of Jessica, he got docked more points today for something failed inspection last week. Like just cheating left and right, and it's still not helping. <laughs> just pile it on at this point, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, but, all right. <laughs> um, my next is uh, Toyota over Ford. That is my next bet over on Caesars. Look. Sometimes when the books have this juiced as much as they do, this is at minus 140, which, you know, as, as NASCAR betters, you know that this is a pretty heavily this, this juiced. This isn't the F1 gambling podcast, Rod. I know, right? We're not giving away negative four, minus 400s. Uh, this, is, this is minus 140. But, you know, Cody has said it time and time again, and it's become the, the coin. I, we probably need to get it on a mug or, or a T-shirt or something. Actually, um, I feel like I want it on a hoodie. With our uh, NASCAR lag logo, so NASCAR you, gambling podcast. You only, you pay, only the pay the juice, juice if you lose. lose. Uh, that's coming soon. Actually, we need to get that made. So let's do that. That's, that's, that's a, I think that's a good T-shirt. I think we go T-shirt for that. Okay, let's go T-shirt for that one. All right. All right uh, matter of fact, we may even give that away before before uh, there you go. beginning of next season. So uh, all right, uh, but I'm going to take Toyota over Ford. Like I said, this is at minus one forty. And honestly, listen, I'm going to tell you the Fords. The, the list of Fords in this, okay? And you tell me why. You could probably make your own decision, all right? Cole Custer in the double zero. We talked about him already. Uh, Chad Fincham in the 08. Brett Moffitt in the 25. C.J. McLaughlin in the 29 or 28. Kyle Sieg in the 29. Joe Graff Jr. in the 38. Ryan Sieg in the 39. Riley Herbst in the 98. There are two drivers in that whole camp that I feel like have anything for any of these Toyota drivers. Oh, let me guess. Uh, Joe Graff Jr. And I don't know, somebody else. Close. It was CJ McLaughlin and, uh, oh, that's and Chad Fincham. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, again, it's, it's, you get the point as far as when you're talking about Toyota, you got Sammy, you've got Matt Snyder, uh, Matt Snyder, even John Hunter, uh, Connor Mosack, Kyle, uh, Timmy Hill, Kaz Grala, even still. If you go back through the through the races in this uh, on this track in particular, last or this spring alone, you had John Hunter Nemechek, Sammy Smith, two Toyotas. Cole Custer was the Ford after that. 2022, you had Ty Gibbs and Sheldon Creed, which is a Toyota and a Chevy, over a Ford in Riley Herbst. In 2022 in the spring, Brandon Jones won this race in a Toyota. You have to go all the way down to sixth place Riley Herbst for that to be a Ford in that race. Uh, in the 2021 race in the fall, you had Ford actually beating Toyota, but that was Austin Hendrick, Austin Cindric rather, beating Daniel Hemrick. So 
Is Austin Cindric racing in this race? Uh, no. No. So, anyways, it's been a very good string for Toyota beating Ford on this track in particular, and I say that trend continues, and the books agree with me, but I still think minus 140 is not an astronomical price to pay for this. Uh, what manufacturer does John Hunter Nemechek race for? Uh, uh, that one that's uh, Toyota. That's the one. Okay. I uh, rest my case. Okay. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, that's a pretty easy argument for me. Uh, next up for me, Brandon Jones. Yes, again, going back to the Brandon Jones well. Uh, Brandon Jones has made me so much money in Xfinity Series betting over the years. Like, You don't always hit on him, but when you do, they always give you big numbers. And I fucking love it. Brandon Jones, top three finish. Plus 425. This is kind of piling onto the top Chevrolet thing, right? Because if he's going to be in the top three, a top Chevrolet at plus 750 is a good bet as well. But I think he can finish in the top three in this one. He's plus 425 over on Caesars. Talked about it before. Uh, he's been good here, right? He, he won the spring race last season, and then he should have won the fall race here as well until obviously he got dumped by Ty Gibbs there at the end. But he led 98 laps in that race. Um, his other starts, 6th, 5th, ninth, like he is always inside of the top 10, and half the time he's been inside the top 5, winning one and should have winning the other one. Uh, very good at this track. Again, a guy that you circle the tracks he's good at. The tracks he's good at is Michigan, it's Kansas, it's Martinsville, those types of tracks. Brandon Jones is extra good at. you got to bet on Brandon Jones. The books always give you a juicy good number on him. And again, you look at the top of the board. So if we're going to pull up the top three odds for Xfinity Series here, Nemechek, he'll probably take a spot. Custer, he'll probably take a spot. But then it's Justin Allgaier. I made a case against him. It's Josh Berry made a case against him. Sam Mayer, he could, but his results have been up and down for the most part. I know he's kind of won a lot lately, but Herps, same thing. He could, but it's been up and down. And then Brandon Jones is the next guy on the list. Then it's Sammy Smith. Talk about up and down, right? He's nothing but up and down. It's Austin Hill. Again, the books are disrespecting him a little bit. Like, it's not that tough of a case to get Brandon Jones into the top three. Again, you go back to Kansas a couple of weeks ago. One of the tracks he's really good at. We had this bet. He cashed it for, or maybe it was Michigan. One of those tracks cashed this bet for us. I think he can do it again here. He's really good at certain tracks. Expect him to be good here again. Um, yeah, give me Brandon Jones. Top three plus 425. Yeah, and again, this is just, uh, for Brandon Jones, he's got to prove it now on his way out the door, right? I mean, it's it's a matter of him just, now what's he doing? Now what's he going to do? Uh, one more point, too, and let me pull up all of his finishes, but he finished fifth here in the spring, and if you remember how bad his season was going here in the spring, let me let me read off the, so he was 14th in the Daytona, Daytona race to open the season, and he was 31st. Our 33rd, 21st, 23rd, 19, 11, 21, 5th at Martinsville, then 14, 8, 34, 21, 20, like having a rough, horrible season, but the track he's good at in that, boom, jumps up and gets you a good solid finish. So Brandon Jones, fuck, he's the Chase Briscoe of the Xfinity series. I just put that together. These guys, you can rely on them at certain places and you got to take them when you get the chance and you're always getting a juicy number because they're not good everywhere. They're just good at certain tracks. That's why you got to get on Brandon Jones this weekend. Plus 425, top three. Indeed you do. Um, all right. That takes me to my next bet, and I'm going to jump back on the winning car number train. 
over eight and a half. I am surprised, Cody, that they set the number this low. Eight and a half, minus one ten for the over. Let hey, me. Yeah. Uh, what what number does John Hunter Nemechek drive? Uh, not one that's under this one. So oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> well, and so here's the thing, right? Listen, the num. This are the drivers that are under eight and a half. All right. Cole Custer, uh, Sam Mayer. Uh, I mean, those are two heavy hitters. Sure. Blaine Perkins in the 02, Sheldon Creed in the 2, JJ Yaley in the 4, Brendan Poole in the 6, Justin Allgaier in the 7. We talked about him already. Uh, Devin Jones in the 07, and Josh Berry in the 8. Those are, those are it. But you're giving me two-thirds of the field, including Brandon Jones, including Chandler, including Sammy, including John Hunter, including Austin Hill, like Riley Herps. I, just all these guys that are above this line there's way too many of them to assume that one of the maybe four, uh, half of those numbers underneath can get it done when you've already laid out the case against Justin Allgaier. You already laid out the case against Cole Custer. So, and Josh Berry, like all of those guys that you could possibly think would come up and, and win this race, we already talked about the the ways that they won't even finish in the top five, let alone sometimes a really solid finish. So why would I want to assume that one of those guys is going to win when you're giving me two-thirds of the field at minus 110 to win this race. I mean, to me, just from an utters, utter numbers, uh, from a, a number, utterly number? Anyways, from a number standpoint, this is, makes sense to me. Leave the cows out of this, Ross. <laughs> Leave words out of this. Let's, let's, go, let's go that much farther. But, yeah, from a sheer number standpoint, let's put it that way. Let's, let's bring sheep into this uh, or, or lambs into this. This is uh this is a smart bet. Uh I was trying to quickly come up with an animal pun, but uh what number does John Hunter check drive again? Uh I don't know, but it's not bad to to say that uh, <laughs> Can we stop this now? Are we done? Okay. And stream and uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Anyways, yes, I agree with you. Take the over. Cole Custer's the only person who really scares me underneath, but uh I, I'm not John Hunter's over, so you're good. Yeah, and and the guy that I'm going to say is over as well, so I'm not contradicting myself. Like like folks in the chat love to point out that I do all the time. <laughs> I love it when you contradict yourself, Rod. I don't love it, but I love it. Uh, all right, Cody, race winners. Let's let's give out a few here. Race winners. We talk about it a lot, right? The odds get a little heavy up top. John Hunter he's plus two fifty this week. You pick and choose your weeks. Last week was not the week. We've been off of him a couple of weeks. This is the week John Ernemachek gets it done. Rod, he has got exactly one start here, and his average finish at Martinsville is exactly 1.0. He led 198 laps in the spring in dominating fashion to win this race. I don't expect anything different this weekend. I think he leads 198 laps again. I think he wins this race. Uh, absolute utter lock in DFS. Um, and he's got to win two second place finishes and five top five finishes here in the truck series as well. Plenty of experience on this track. And this is just, it sets up well for him. We've seen, you know, these JGR cars do really good at, at everywhere. Obviously we've covered that all season, but they've been really good here at Martinsville. Brandon Jones with his win, Ty Gibbs with the wins, John Hunter earlier this spring, it's plus two fifty. It's not the sexiest line ever over on Superbook, but you take it. This is the John Hunter week. Um, and so I'm back all in on John Hunter. Insurance plays, because of course you gotta have them. Brandon Jones is 18 to 1. I've talked about him all show. 
but the numbers they just they give you good numbers and you got to take them i i don't love to be on guys at long odds every time but every time we've bet on him he's ended up in the top five or the top three or he's been in the mix and you feel good about a bet like that at 18 to one i think he's worth it and austin hill at 25 to one rod 25 to one for a guy who's won four times this season he's been in the top five what has he been 16 times i mean it's austin hill i get he doesn't have the best track record here but pressure situation um you know he's he's right outside of the cut line or right inside the cut line or whatever he's one of those guys within three points he's going to be performing to his maximum he, he's gonna <laughs> justin just get out of here right Wait, <laughs> justin what? says from old-fashioned football can we clip cody there i don't love being on guys with long uh, uh way to way to take it out of <laughs> way to take it out of context um but anyways yes austin hill 25 to 1 at that number that's an auto bet for Austin Hill. I don't care where we're at. I don't care what kind of track it is. You've got to get in on Austin Hill at that uh, at that price. Yeah, and and for John Hunter Nemechek though, that's that, the only thing that scares me is when we're that confident about John Hunter Nemechek. Those are the those are the weeks that he comes out and doesn't no, do exactly. It. Don't yeah, knock on wood. Those have been the weeks where we've we've picked and chose right on John Hunter so a lot this year. Not not every time, but I mean he's. Heavy favorite every week for obvious good reasons, but I feel like we have to go back and, and check the record. But a lot of times we've been on him on the good weeks and off him, and last week's a good example, right? We said it's not going to be his week, and we picked the guy whose week it should have been, and, and he ended up wrecking. But it still wasn't John Hunter's, even with Cole Custer getting in the flat tire and getting into the wall. Uh, but this it really just feels like a John Hunter week again. All right. Well, we'll back your play on that one. Uh, I'm going to dip into the uh, the Joe Gibbs teammate of his, and there's a boost on Caesars that gives you 17 to one for Sammy Smith. Sammy Smith came in second in the spring in this race, uh, right behind John Hunter Nemechek, led six laps in this. Um, and really, if we think that uh, Joe or, or Gibbs uh, cars are going to do well on this track, like we talked about, if we think that it's going to be a John Hunter week then that 18 car is usually somewhere in the mix uh, as well. Not bad finishes overall. This is another kid that's just ridiculously young. He's the one, I think, that, that did, did a race and then went to his prom like the very, the very next day or something to that effect. Or, or he went to his prom and then went to a race. There was one of, or went, took finals. <laughs> Rod, he was born in 2004. Shut up. For I you, Justin, just, uh, he's from Johnston, Iowa. So there, there you go. go. Um, I had just gotten out of the army in 2004, so that's that's something to you. I was only 12, but that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, at Bristol, Sammy Smith, ninth place finish uh, in the uh, fall of 2023, 14th in the spring. Uh, his only other real short track action was at Richmond, but he did start second in that race. Unfortunately, ended up 19. But of course, as we know, Richmond was very, very briefly into his. Uh, his career. Justin saying that that's 30 minutes from where he is. Cool. Oh shit. You're basically neighbors. You yeah. should uh, go knock on his door. Go give yeah. him some cookies. Um, <laughs> but for again, for Sammy Smith, look, in fact, as I'm talking to you, got hammered to 14 to 1 on DraftKings. So this tells you look that look at this, Rods over here moving lines live. I I literally move yeah, it dropped from 16 to 14 on DraftKings just now. So uh whoever hammered that one, good for you. Uh, on that because you could get it 16 to 1 but 17 to 1 on Caesars is the boost and honestly if this is a John Hunter Nemechek week that's fine but 
as we've said before, insurance plays make all the difference when, you know, John Hunter could run over a piece of debris. Sammy Smith is right there in second place. Sammy Smith wins the race. And at 17 to 1, you want to have the guy that's going to be up there at the front. And I think he's going to be up there in the front uh, running around with his teammate. And I think that, uh, like I said, if something happens to John Hunter, if this ends up being his week, he leads 198 laps, but he doesn't lead the last one. If Sammy Smith is that next guy in line, I think you're going to be happy holding that 17 to 1 ticket. Hey, we saw it last year. A JGR car needed to win to get in, and they were 1 2 at the end. Now, the one who needed to win to get in ended up getting wrecked by the one that didn't need to. You could have a very similar case here. Does John Hunter let Sammy Smith go late? Does he play the role of the good teammate? That that possibility exists. I have a bonus bet for you, much like over in the Cup Series side of things. You made the case for Sammy Smith. He, he's got to win to get in, right? If he wins to get in, Rod, they go to Phoenix next week for the championship race. Who led 92 laps and won that race at Phoenix this season in the spring? Sammy Smith. He is 50 to one to win the championship over on Caesars again, like we did with Denny Hamlin. If if you and again this, it, it opens up the possibility to not even have to win Phoenix, and you're going to get him at fifty to one. If he wins this weekend and finds his way in, I know it's been up and down for Sammy Smith, and and he would still not be the favorite to win. You're not going to get him at fifty to one. I think this is a chance to get in on him, and again. If you're walking into next weekend with a 50 to 1 future on a guy, that allows you to to play with some other options. And, and again, he doesn't even have to win. That's just to win the championship. He can finish second, he can finish fifth. Most of the time those guys win. I get it, but it does open up possibility if an Austin Hill doesn't make it this weekend but ends up winning next week or, or whatever the case may be. I think Sammy Smith at 50 to 1 to win the championship is definitely worth the sprinkle. Uh, just in case he does win, obviously he would have to win this weekend to get in. Um, so that you're going to have to have that part of it. But if he gets the next week, he was the best car. He won the race at Phoenix in the spring. If you're holding the 50 to one ticket on him at that point. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's nothing but good. If you can turn that. And like I said, if Sammy Smith wins and you're holding that 70 to one ticket, you're already happy. And then you're already holding a 50 to one ticket for him to win the whole thing next week. Oof, Sammy Smith could be your next favorite so. driver. <laughs> It's a nice ladder to climb there. It certainly is. Uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. It's time to go over our bets for this dead-on tools 250 from the Martinsville Speedway. Cody started you off with Lane Riggs as the top five car at five to one. The stupid number 10 car as a top five to join him as well at four to one on Caesars. I tossed Riley Herps into the top five at plus 200 on bet 365. Cody gave you a uh, Brandon Jones at seven and a half to one or Austin Hill at nine and a half to one as top Chevys over there on Caesars. I continued to call a glove with Chandler Smith inside of the top five at four to one over on bet 365. Cody gave you Cole Custer over Justin Allgaier at minus 110 over on, on Superbook. I was reading the next box. Stupid. I was going to say stupid book. Sorry, super book. You're not stupid. Um, I gave you stupid 10 over Sheldon Creed at minus 105. And for those of you who aren't familiar, stupid 10 is Daniel Hemrick uh, over on Caesars. And again, Daniel, let's have a beer. I, I, I never insult you as a human being. We're just calling it as we see it. 
Uh, Cody gave you Lane Riggs over Sheldon Creed at minus 110 on Superbook. Uh, I gave you Toyota over Ford at minus 140 on Caesars. Cody gave you Brandon Jones as a top three car at plus 425 on Caesars. I said the winning car would come from over the eight and a half uh, threshold at minus 110. Cody gave you John Hunter Nemechek at two and a half to one on Superbook. Brandon Jones at 18 to one on Superbook. Brandon Hill at 25 to one also on Superbook to win this race. And I said take the 17-to-1 Caesars boost for Sammy Smith to win this race. And then, of course, Cody uh, tacked on a Sammy 50-to-1 ticket for the championship over on Caesars. Again, guys, listen, when we talk about these drivers, they they know that a lot of criticism comes with the territory. And guys like us who sit around behind our computers are, are commenting on their driving abilities and everything like that. But here's the deal. As a human being... I want to have a beer with you. I want to talk with you. And you can criticize the hell out of me and how I trip up over every other word that I say and, and all that stuff. That's all fair game. I don't even care at this point because egos are stupid and uh, I just love people as, as a whole. So let's have a beer, guys. If I insult you and you want to have a beer with me, let's do it. And uh, finish in the top five. I'll say your name next week and we'll love you again. So <laughs> here's your chance to redeem yourself. Uh, I love it. All right, Cody. Well, all that's left is to let everybody go out there and start filling out their cards. Uh, Justin says, we can all drive around in circles. Sure. Uh, I've seen the way people from Iowa drive. I don't know that I would uh, give you much credit. Shots fired as we head out the door. Hey, listen, I've seen how people in California drive. I don't necessarily even think all of them. Hey, listen, you know what? No, Justin, I'm sorry. I'm going to put that back up over time. We can all drive in circles. No, the the introduction of roundabouts in California <laughs> has blown people's minds. Oh, yeah. They don't know we what to do. All drive in circles. That's very accurate. Honestly, it's like, <laughs> listen, I'm just ugh. Anyway, I don't care. Uh, oh, he and said then, we. He said we. Him, now he needs to have a drink. Wow. Ah, <laughs> stop clicking it, Rod. My bad. Uh, you just yeah, want to have a beer. With he him. really wants to have a beer. Oh, we did have a drink with Justin this past year when I was over there for the uh, the IndyCar race at Iowa. So we'll definitely have to do that again. I did not, but I'll get there someday. Justin, we love you. Uh, All right, Cody, as we send everybody off into the sunset to start filling out the cards, remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Make sure you check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. We're back with another show of that this week. Had a pretty good week last week in the U.S., going to Mexico this weekend, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Check that out. And, uh, again, over on YouTube, check us out there trying to go live with more of these uh, and we can interact and and make fun of you or you can make fun of us whichever <laughs> really really that's the way it is everybody wants to come on and make fun of us but that's all right listen i got some thick skin uh, we can handle it yeah I-, I grew up short and poor you can't get me <laughs> can't touch me nothing that you say is worse than of what i've said to myself I'm on X at RJV Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review. Check us out on uh, In Between Media, The Back Road. We'll talk about some Martinsville this weekend as well. Lots of stuff going on, everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. Do all the great stuff that you always do to let us know that you love us or you hate us, whatever it is. But All right, we'll see you tomorrow with our DFS and then, of course, on Friday for our underdogs picks. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.